Yo, welcome back to the podcast. Very excited to put this episode out today. The return of Jamie Davis, a great friend. We first talked on the podcast, texted a bunch before the first episode, and we've stayed in touch after the first episode. Great guy. Love talking to him. And it just kind of like organically happened. We talked after the first episode and we had an idea of doing a series of podcasts. And turns out our idea wasn't as cool as we thought it was. But it's all good because it turns out I wanted to have him back on the podcast anyways. So Jamie just did a run with Outsider, which I thought was cool. The new record is amazing. You guys should definitely check it out. And yeah, we just had him back on the podcast. We talked about a bunch of stuff. We just caught up and it was definitely fun. I always enjoy talking to him and I'm just really happy that we're at the point now where we've kind of done like the introductory podcast about his band where how he got into hardcore and all that and now it's just cool he's back now we can just talk about like current events stuff going on in the scene just whatever else pops up and it was awesome great time I love talking to Jamie he'll definitely come back on in the future and expect more of this more returning guests because as this thing grows um, the more people will come back because I just love a lot of the people that have been on I just love talking and normally the first go around isn't enough and I want to pick their brain more so just expect more returning guests in the future uh, Jamie's the first but he definitely won't be the last so Without further ado, welcome. Uh, I almost messed that one up. Welcome back, Jamie Davis, to the podcast. How's it going, Jamie? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing fine. It's Friday. This is um, kind of a, a cool moment. Uh, you're the first returning guest to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it happened, but here we are. Yeah. I was looking over all the past episodes and if everything goes according to plan this should be episode 71 and the first time you came on it was episode 51 so exactly 20 episodes ago that's sick yeah it's pretty crazy how things worked out because we definitely didn't plan it this way things just kind of fell into place yeah cool yeah Hell yeah. So I can't even remember like the exact time frame it was when we when we last talked. All I know is Sound and Fury hadn't happened yet. Your new record hadn't even come out yet. Like it was a whole different world. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know if anything had happened. I think I think had United Blood happened? I, I think don't remember what yeah. happened. 
Yeah, I, I, I think um, that definitely happened. Cause I remember we talked about um, United Blood off air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, welcome back. Um, you, you guys, I'm speaking about Outsider. You guys went on tour. Yeah, we went out just a few weeks ago at this point. We did like 11, 11 or 12 days, I think it was. And after those 11 days, how do you think it went? Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, surprisingly, I think considering we did it by ourselves without any like you know, it wasn't like a tour package up until like the last three shows we met up with some people, but considering we did it by ourselves, I think it went very well. I, it went better than I think all of us were anticipating. And at that point, was that the first time you'd ever actually gone on tour playing in a band? Outside of doing like a few weekend runs, Stuff. Yeah, that was like the longest tour I've ever gone on playing. Okay, that's interesting. And for the entire tour, I, I was um, curious: did you bring your own drum set, or was everything backlined? Uh, everything was backlined. I brought I brought all my breakable stuff, and uh, I think there was a couple of shows where maybe there. I thought there was communication about a backline. I guess maybe there wasn't. So I had to, I don't know, scurry around and try and find some shells to use, but it all worked out. Okay. That's awesome to hear. Uh, on the entire, out of the 11 dates, did you have a favorite show? Oh, yeah. Favorite show, hands down, was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. Why was uh, Chattanooga your, your favorite? Uh, I mean, the city in general is just, it's a really cool place. Uh, the spot we played at, this coffee, I guess like a coffee place called, it's called The Spot. And uh, okay. it was just cool. Like the vibe there is really cool. All the people in Chattanooga are awesome. That was the second time we played there. It's, I don't know. It's a, it's a really cool place to play. I like it a lot. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I've never even heard of um, any bands from that area that I can think of from the top of my head. Uh, there's this band from there. I think two of the guys in the band do, I guess, most of the booking in Chattanooga. Their names are uh, Drew and Phil. I've gone, I've talked to Phil anytime we've gone there. Okay. And I don't know. But their band, Gum, is really good. You know, I've actually heard that name uh, thrown around, um, and I just haven't had a chance to check them out yet. Yeah, they're really cool. I would, I would check them out. Okay, I'll have to add that to my digital list of bands that I need to check out. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah! Well, shout out to Chattanooga. I was really stoked to, towards the, the end of that um, tour. You guys linked up with Choice to Make and Combust. Yeah. Had that all come together? Uh, I don't know. We're just, 
we're pretty good friends with the dudes in Combust, and then we had like some connections with Choice to Make with uh, like Nate. So I don't know. I guess we just all talked about doing a weekend, and it just came together. I don't know. It was cool. It's pretty yeah. seamless. We all were on board pretty quick. There was that flyer. I'm. I asked around, but I, I didn't actually ever figure out who made it. But it was like, uh, it was. It looked like a gold chain. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh uh, yeah, for the uh, for the Amboy show in New Jersey. Yeah. Do you know who made that flyer? I, off the top of my head, I have no idea who made it. Yeah. I I just don't know why, but I I thought that was like the sickest flyer. It was, yeah, it was cool. It was it's different. I'd never seen that before, so. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, your new record came out, When Love Dies. Do you know who did the artwork? Um, His name is Sam Octagon. He is, he's just like an artist from Australia. Okay. Yeah, he it was like hand painted. He did it, and it looks sick. I like it a lot. Do you know who has the original? Like, did did he like paint it on canvas? Uh, I really, I really don't know. Other than, I'm sure he sent us some like pictures of it, and I don't know. All I can recall seeing is like the. Uh, just whatever he screened into the internet. I don't, maybe he has the, I'm assuming he has the original. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, I'm not sure if it's campus or not. So you gotta convince him to ship it out to America. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, did you guys like just kind of give him any, um, ideas of what you wanted or did you just kind of give him free reign on the cover? Uh, I guess, the, uh, the guy who sings for Outsider, uh, I guess they were in communications and he just pitched him something and I guess that's roughly about what he told him he wanted. I'm not too sure, but. Yeah, because like, I love the, like, you know, the arrows going into the person holding the flowers, but like just, I, I think the, the color is awesome. Like, is it like, yeah. like, I can't tell if it's like a purple. It's like a, I don't know. It's like a variation to me of like, like muted purple and like pink and I don't know. It looks really cool. Yeah. I definitely like, I was definitely like super stoked on the artwork. Cause like when I first saw it, I was like, man, this is like not really like your typical, like hardcore artwork. And it, it just like, it's just cool to look at. Yeah. He's a, uh, to my knowledge, he's done a couple of things that have come out recently. If I'm not mistaken, I don't, I'm about 99% sure that this is correct. But if I'm not mistaken, he did, uh, He's the same guy who did the um, recent Year of the Knife cover art, and he did the uh, Death Rattle for King Nine as well. Oh, that's interesting. I, I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. 
am looking this up because I'm, I'm like super curious. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So sick. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, definitely really into that artwork. I was uh, listening to the um, EP, and, and you, you guys don't have the lyrics up on Bandcamp. What's up with that? I don't even think. I don't even think we've uploaded it on our own personal Bandcamp yet. Uh, I don't have a computer, so I can't. I can't do that myself. Somebody else in the band is going to have to do that. But uh, yeah, as for now, I think it's only on. It's only on the flat spot band camp. So. Yeah. So, how how does that work out? Is that do you guys have to have it just on their band camp, or will they be cool no, with you guys putting it on yours? Have, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't care. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine they wouldn't care. I don't see why they would, or they would care, but uh. I just think I just we're just to be honest we've just been lazy and we just haven't uploaded it I guess for sure I, I'm like like little things like that I, I'm always um, curious about like if things have to be a certain way because obviously I'm not in advance so I don't really know how any of this works yeah I mean I'm sure they don't care we just we just haven't done it like I said I don't have a computer so I don't have like the means to really do it so somebody else in the band is just gonna have to take care of that for sure and you don't have computers at like by choice uh i don't know i guess i just don't really i don't really need one for anything i can pretty much do most things that i need to do with my phone i mean i can send emails from my phone and I mean, shit, I can apply from jobs from my phone. I don't really, I don't really need a computer for too much. That's true. And I really just, prob- I probably just don't have the money to buy one. That's probably a big reason I don't have one. So. Okay. Yeah. Smartphones have come a long way. So I'm like, for me, I love having a, a computer, but you could definitely get by with just having a smartphone. Oh yeah. I mean, I've done it for a while now. I think, I haven't had a computer since probably like 2011. Yeah, no, for sure. That that's only a long time. Yeah. You recently? Or, or, I guess it's not that recent now, but um, you moved recently. Oh yeah, I moved into a house with my girlfriend recently. How do you like the new place? Are are you still in Richmond proper? Yeah, I'm still in Richmond. I just moved uh, across town. Okay, and everything's going good. You, you still like the new place? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's not. Uh, it's not too bad. It's. Uh, we moved into like, it's like my favorite area of the city. So I mean, I'm pretty happy with it. And which part is that? Like, I'm not like super familiar with Richmond. Yeah, it's like, it's like the it's like Randolph. Is the area that it's called? Okay, and is there and like why is that your your favorite part of Richmond? Uh, I don't know. It's like, uh, because I mean, I'm technically, I'm definitely still live in like the city of Richmond proper, and I'm like a five or to ten minute walk to like VCU campus, and I guess anything that I would really want to be around. I can walk to it, 
and I can drive to it. But, uh, I mean, I have, like, a, like a neighborhood feel, I guess. That's the only way I know how to describe it. Like, it doesn't necessarily feel like I'm living in the city, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. That's how, like, where my parents live. They live up in this, like, place called the cove and it's kind of secluded there's only literally like like there's like one way in and one way out and it's kind of like out of the way from all the city stuff and it's kind of like in its own area and it's just like there's like like the like near the entrance of it there's like a you know couple shops like restaurants and stuff and um it's definitely like a like a good like you know ways away from like the actual city so i i definitely get what you're talking about yeah i mean i can walk out my front door and i can in my car i can be like on main street or in this like area called Carytown in like two minutes so like i'm really close to everything but kind of like away from all the noise still mm-hmm and how often do you you actually like venture out into the city? Uh, I don't really, I don't know. I don't really do too much. I mean, I, I'll go to like a coffee shop or something here or there. I mean, I like, I go to the gym and that's about it. I mean, I don't really, I don't drink. So, I mean, going to the bar, that doesn't, doesn't really do anything for me. I don't do that. And, I don't know. Yeah. So not too often, I guess. Okay. The last time we talked, there wasn't like such a big craze on these, um, impossible burgers and, uh, beyond meat burgers. Have you tried any of like the ones from Carl's jr or burger King? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've tried, I had the, I don't think anywhere around here, not like fast food or anything at least. Like there's a couple of restaurants who do them, but I mean, I've had the Beyond Burgers like a thousand times before they started going in like restaurants and stuff. And there's a couple of restaurants around here that were doing Impossible Burgers, but yeah, I've definitely, I actually had an Impossible Whopper today for lunch. And I mean, I think they're fine. A lot of people, I saw like a lot of people like, a lot of people who aren't even like vegan or vegetarian or anything. So it's, uh, I don't really give a shit what they were saying anyways, but a lot of people are complaining about it. Like not tasting like a fucking, like a top notch burger. And it's just like, what do you expect? You know, it's a fast food burger. You're getting what you get. I think, I think most of the excitement around Burger King having the impossible burger is the fact that, I mean, now I don't have to just fucking eat Taco Bell all the time. You know, I go get an actual burger and fries now. And are there Carl's Jr. in your area? Well, I mean, I guess technically we have them here, but out here they're called Hard's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forget that they're called something else on the out there. Yeah, I don't really... I don't really... They don't do the Beyond Burgers out here, so I don't... Oh, really? Yeah, I don't... No, yeah, they don't do them here, so I don't really go there ever. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. So before, and this is me just being really curious about um, your eating habits, before you were vegan, 
did you ever frequent Burger King? Uh, Burger King? Not so much. When I was like a little kid, I was like skateboard and like get some, I don't know, cheese whoppers here or there or something. But I think even before I was like vegan or vegetarian or anything, I probably just ate, I don't know, fucking McDonald's. I think McDonald's is probably the go-to. I know it's so bad. I I, I still go there. Uh, <laughs> me and my friend, uh, we have a joke about Big Macs from uh, McDonald's being vegan, which I mean clearly they're not. But I don't know. It's not that funny of a joke, but <laughs> it's because uh, we always when we're out on tour and stuff, and we're like looking for food, we always just joke and say that we can just go to McDonald's and get Big Macs, and it's a. Uh, it's vegan if you don't tell anybody about it. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, All right. Yeah. I I have not partaken in uh, one of these vegan Big Macs, but uh, for okay. my friend, I can't, I can't speak for him. I don't know what he's doing. Okay. Well, n- now it's just a big mystery. When you were on tour, were there like easy to find vegan places along the route, or did you guys just kind of have to hit up like the fast food places and make do with what they had? Uh, they, I mean, it's usually like after, like we're done playing and everything, and after the show is wrapped up, like nine times out of ten, for me at least. Because I'm not only, like, vegan in the band, and then we got, like, a couple vegetarians, but, like, Taco Bell's the easiest go-to, which I'm sure, like, you've probably heard a lot of vegans talk about. Taco Bell's just, like, super... It's just super easy. No matter how much you don't want it, it's there. And uh, usually when we get to, like, wherever we're playing or whatever, like, yeah, try to find some good vegan restaurants in the area and stuff like that. Surprisingly, I'm trying to like think of what's vegan at Taco Bell. Uh, it's just like it's just like a lot of modifying, like just getting like you can pretty much get anything there vegan as long as you replace the beef with beans, and then you can do like fresca style, which takes all the dairy off of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, like out here, uh, the the people that I hang out with, um, usually prefer Del Taco over Taco Bell. Well, yeah, and they, I mean, they got to be on the Beyond Meat out there now. So, I mean, why would you go to Taco Bell? Yeah, I, I yeah, definitely in like the last couple of months, like the these restaurant, these like fast food restaurants offering those options have definitely changed the game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, now that Burger King, they straight up Burger King introduced the Impossible Whopper like worldwide now. So like now that I can get it anywhere, I mean the Impossible Whopper all the time. Like if I'm out on like, I mean if I'm like sitting at home or something, I'm not going to go out of my way to get Burger King when there's a thousand other restaurants I can go to. But like if I'm at work or something and there's a Burger King near, I mean I'm going to eat the Impossible Whopper because. I've been eating Taco Bell for so damn long. 
Yeah, I feel like we, there's definitely times where like I, I get sick of the food that I enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I love Taco Bell, but I don't want to eat it ever again. So this past week, there's been like a, a craze over at Popeyes because they like introduced the new chicken sandwich. I'm not sure if you've seen any of like the hype on Twitter. I like. I don't think I've read into anything, but I have seen some like. I have seen some like Popeyes and like Chick Fil A comparisons. Okay. It's like I don't know any of the backstory though. I'm not sure like why they came out with the sandwich. I just know that it came out and there's um, people talking about how good it was. So my, my friends and I, we went out to go try it. And like I've been to Popeye's a couple of times, you know, you, you walk in, it's like a normal fast food restaurant, a couple of people in there. But we went in like during this chicken sandwich craze and the place had like a line out the door. It was insane. And like they were like selling out of the chicken sandwich. I've never heard of a fast food place selling out of anything like besides like, you know, toys and happy meals. Like I've never actually ever heard of a place selling out of like an actual food item. Yeah. I don't, I mean, what's, what's the craze with the sandwich? Why is it so good? Like, I enjoy their chicken and li- they literally just put it like in a bun and like add some sauce. Like they don't do anything it, like in my opinion, like I, I doesn't taste like they do anything to make the sandwich like super good. It's literally just their chicken and bread. Um, I think the only thing that I saw about like the new sandwich was like, like I said, it was in like, it was compared to like Chick-fil-A or something. And uh, something about if you're going to eat chicken still, like eat the less like homophobic option, I guess, because I guess, you know, like Chick-fil-A is like the Christian ran company or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the the, the, the owners were. OK, yeah. All that drama. Um, yeah, I, I try not to get too deep into, um, you know, their beliefs. I just want a sandwich and be on my way. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. Okay. Let's switch gears here. It's Friday and I didn't realize like how much good music was coming out today. I, I'm not sure if you've had time to check out any of the new records that dropped today. Like ceremonies, new record came out. Um, knock loose's new record came out. Anxious dropped their, uh, I, I think it's like an EP. It's like four songs. And Taylor Swift put out her new record. Um, yeah, I listened to, I listened to uh, the new Knock Loose record on my way to work today. And okay. I listened to the Ceremony record on my lunch break today. I have not checked out the new Anxious yet. I probably will, though. And, uh, I'll probably check out the new Taylor Swift too, honestly. But yeah, I've I've listened to two of the four. Okay, I, I've listened to um, like everything except for the ceremony. It's really good. I like it a lot. Okay, yeah, I got to make time for it and want to sit down and try to be able to 
bond with the record and see if I like it. Yeah. If you, did you like, uh, did you like the L shaped man? If I'm going to be honest, it's not really my style. I, I can't really get into it. I, uh, I understand. I was going to say, I was going to say, I for a long time. And then I kind of hopped into them, like with L shaped man. Like I didn't really care too much. I didn't really care too much for like whatever. They're like hardcore records or whatever, but they kind of pulled me in with L shaped man. And I don't know. This new record's really good. I think it's better than L-Shape Man. Okay. Well, def- definitely got to check it out because I was there for Ceremony during, like, the, the hardcore records and Ronner Park was cool, Zoo. Um, but then I, I guess it's just, like, my taste in music. That's just, um, like, I, I don't think the record's bad, but it's just, I'm um, just not the style of music that I would prefer to listen to. Oh, yeah, for sure. I understand Okay, so what do you think about the Knock Loose record? Um, I'm not like a, I'm not like a huge Knock Loose fan really at all. Okay. Uh, I try to, whenever they do have some like output, I'll try and listen to it just because I'm not the kind of person. Who, because I'm sure you know that that band is just like a huge topic of conversation like hardcore kids yeah and so i like to try and listen to their stuff just to have some perspective on it and like this record uh i don't know it's still not really my thing i think there's there's lots of really cool parts that i enjoyed and i think there's a couple songs that i actually liked but uh that kind of stuff just doesn't really it just doesn't really catch me Okay, like for me, I was really into laugh tracks, like that record a lot, and the, the the new record's only been out like not even like a full day yet, so I've like listened to it like one and a half times, so I haven't had like a real chance to you know sit down and see what songs I actually like, but um, like I I get why people don't like knock loose probably because they're haters and knock loose is actually doing like, you know, cool things for hardcore for their scene, um, putting that spot on the map. And I like, like them, I'll support them, but it just sucks. Like it it doesn't suck, but it's just like, I I feel like it's at the point where they're a hardcore band, but then they're kind of getting pushed, you know, and getting like so big that it's going to be, bigger than hardcore you know they're just like one of those bands like hate breed code orange that that break out and gain like a bigger audience like like not just hardcore kids but they're gonna gain like a bunch of other kids and that's cool like um i you know want nothing but success for that band but for me it's just like ah like it's just like i feel like i'm like losing them you know because like they're moving on to something bigger yeah i understand that um I don't know. I just, I just find that them being like a huge topic of conversation all the time. And like a lot of the time, seemingly it's like pretty negative from like hardcore kids, depending on your area or, I mean, I guess even like age range, but like, I don't know. I think, 
I think what they're doing is fine. I think it's cool that they're, you know, getting noticed the way that they're getting noticed. It's not like they were, it's not like it was an overnight success or anything like that, you know, like that band toured in a lot, like until they finally got like a big break. And now that, now that they're doing it, I mean, good for them. I mean, I can understand what you're saying with like them getting really big and bringing certain types of kids in and, you know, almost being like bigger than hardcore, I guess. And, and I mean, that's up for interpretation. That's, that's, that's like obviously a huge reason they're a topic of conversation. Like people consider them a hardcore band. People don't consider them a hardcore band. I don't, I don't really give a shit what people think they are. Uh, but I mean, you can't really deny that they're hardcore kids, at least, whether you think their band is or not. And, uh, you know, they're doing a lot. They're bringing, like, younger kids are being exposed to them. And, you know, whatever. I think it's cool. They're doing a record release show tonight with nothing but hardcore bands. Uh, they played a secret show in a fucking pizza shop two days ago. It was like a last-minute show in a pizza shop in Louisville. You know, they're hardcore kids, and they do hardcore. I mean, I don't know. They do like DIY-related things. Still, I just don't. I don't understand why people have to shit on them so much. You know, pretty much the moral of the story. I think it's. I think it's just kind of whack, and it's a tired conversation. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because for what they've accomplished and like when you break it down and like whether you like it or not, they're a hardcore band, like the music. Yeah. yeah, The the music they make, the records they put out, it's hardcore. And they're just doing it on like a bigger scale. It's, you know, it's, it's not their fault that they're that successful. You know, they started a band they wanted to, you know, write cool music, do tours. You know, you can't hate them for that. Well, you can, but it's just yeah. like, but it's whack that people hate them for that. Yeah, and I mean, as far as their sound goes, like, I mean, I guess that's a big, that's a big thing with most people, but like, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think them catching a lot of shit for the way they sound and like people calling them a hardcore band or whatever, I think all that's annoying too because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, fucking everybody probably listens to at least one band that isn't like a roots hardcore band you know like not every fucking band sounds like Bad Brains or Agnostic Front and everybody who's fucking on their high horse about this is hardcore and that's not hardcore they all like fucking at least a few bands that aren't like classical sounding hardcore bands you know yeah for sure but, I mean, and it's, I'm not like trying to cape up for these dudes. I don't fucking know a single, I don't know anybody in the band. I don't know a single one of them. I just think it's a tired, I think it's a tired conversation. I think it's a tired argument. I think, I think people should spend more time talking about things they like instead of shit on things they don't like. Yeah. But real quick, have you seen the cover of like the record? Uh, I haven't like, really really looked at it but yeah I mean I know like the gist of what it looks like 
Okay, because there's there, there was an image posted, um, and it was uh, the knock loose, a different shade of blue, right next to um, Fury's failed entertainment, and there's a section on it where there's like a uh, like a blue bar and it, ha- it says like side a side b then it has the track listing but going at an angle and they both look like super similar and i just i'm so curious as to like who designed like the layouts for these two records if they were the same um did uh did they rip off fury because failed entertainment came out you know like a couple months ago and different shade of blue just came out but it's just like when did like these artworks get made and and like for me because i i I love fury like i'm you know whatever uh orange county hardcore uh and I'll ride for them forever because I, I think they're like the best band. So when I see Knock Loose, like you know, they come out with their record and like it, just that one part looks like super similar. It, it just has me kind of like confused. I'm like, how did this happen? Uh, shit, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I don't even. I don't know what the Fury cover looks like. I'm not like a huge Fury fan, but uh. If my phone would load, I could look at them right now, but my phone's being pretty slow. Okay, let me. Maybe I can shoot you a, a picture of both of them, and you can look at them and see how similar they are. Okay, so I texted you both covers. Well, like one's the back, one's the front. It'll come through in a little bit, I'm sure. Okay. Well, when you get it, we can jump back to that. But yeah, so uh, shout out Knock Loose doing cool stuff. Midwest Hardcore. Good for them. Yeah. And did you say you listened to the New Anxious? I have not listened to the New Anxious yet. Okay. Yeah. When you get a chance. Great band. And yeah, I liked it. I think they're cool. And I mean, they're just like really young kids too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Those kids, like kids like them doing bands, like they're the future. They're going to be what's going to help keep this alive when we're all on our way out. Whenever that is. Um, did you happen to catch any of the last backtrack shows? Yeah, I went to. We played the. Uh, we played the Philadelphia one. Oh really? And then the Richmond one was like, I think the next day. And yeah, I went to. So I went to the Philly one, and I went to the Richmond one. Did you have a good time? Did did you, did you talk to Ricky? Because I I know he has a hand in flat spot, right? Yeah, uh, we talked to him a little bit. Okay, that's awesome. When they played out here, well, I uh, didn't go to the L.A. date. There was no Orange County date. My friends and I we went down to San Diego and caught the show down there. Um, 
yeah, it was cool. I wish I, uh, it sucks to see him go. I thought Backtrack was going to end up being one of those. I thought they were going to be like, you know, like an AF or a Mad Ball or something. They were just going to be around. Yeah, honestly, I've I've heard that from a lot of people because I honestly thought the same thing too. Because the records that they put out, in my opinion, were good, and I, I think they had like a solid sound, and they've been around for a long time. Because you think about it, the demo came out in two thousand eight; it's twenty nineteen. I just thought yeah. that they were gonna be able to keep it going for like for a lot longer. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, because like, I never, well, I haven't like really asked around. Like, I don't know why they broke up, but yeah, it's definitely a bummer. But it's you know cool for, it's it's cool that they were able to do what they did for so long because it's not every day that a band can be around for like eleven years and actually put out quality content. No, yeah, for sure. I love I love that band. Yeah, you, you know, I I really liked. Um, do you remember the Life and Death tours? Yeah, yeah. I I thought those were sick and like it, it was cool because it was like you know the it would like happen like every year. So you're like, damn, like this is like you know you like anticipate the announcement and you always knew that um, they would put together um, like a cool lineup and the fact that they're able to have that lineup go around like the entire United States. I, I thought it was just like a cool idea. Yeah, for sure. It was cool. I think I probably, I think I might've only gone to like one of those. I think I went to the last one they did in Richmond. I think there was a few years where it came here and it went to, it went to Virginia beach. And then I think one year, a couple years I don't, I just wasn't living in Richmond, I don't think, so I just didn't drive out to it. Was that your Roanoke days? Yeah, my my mountain days. Man. Going a little off topic, I... Well, you know, I, I had your your buddy on, which uh, which is weird because this episode is probably going to come out before it. So the timelines like a little scrambled and we're working on fixing that. So uh, just bear with us. But uh, it was a great conversation. Makes me want to visit Roanoke. Yeah, Roanoke's a, it's a cool little place. It's a really small city. Uh, not being from there and then living there for a couple years, I, I have a huge appreciation for it. I love Roanoke. So I'm talked to my buddy Garrett, uh, about that podcast. And he asked me if I brought up the lost colony of Roanoke and I wasn't informed about a lost colony. So I told him, I'm like, no, I didn't even ask about it. Cause I didn't know about it. And he like gave me like a really hard time. He's like, wow, you need to really get like informed. So <laughs> I, it, it just really bothered me. Cause I'm like, okay, like I I'll, I'll look into it. So uh, I wanted to ask you, do you know anything about the lost colony of Roanoke? No, I don't. I don't know anything about the lost colony of Roanoke. Okay, well, there. The only the only thing that I know about Roanoke is that before it was called Roanoke, it's called. If I'm not mistaken, it used to be called Big Lick, Virginia. Big Lick. 
Yeah, uh, I think. If I'm not mistaken, it used to be called Big Lick. Wow, that that's definitely an interesting name. Uh, Big Lick, Virginia. Um, yeah, it used to be called Big Lick, Virginia. It's, it's a crazy name. Yeah. Do you know when they changed it to Roanoke? Uh, let's see. Mm, nope. I don't know an exact date, but sometime a long time ago. Interesting. Okay. Well, um, going back to the lost colony, um, this is just like, I'll just give like a quick little blurb about it because I just looked it up on Wikipedia because I, I didn't want to go into like a whole lesson. Like my buddy was giving me like such a hard time about it. And I was a little bit curious. So I, I had to like look into it and the first colony was established by some guy named Ralph Lane in 1585. And they just uh, disappeared because, uh, some guy landed on the same island where they were Ralph's Lane people settled and the people like the first colony just disappeared and nobody knows where they went. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know. I'd never even heard of that before. Okay. Well, it's at some point we got to dig a little deeper. Maybe we can turn this into a big project. We'll get my buddy Garrett on the line and we'll have a, a big round table on what we think happened to the first colony of Roanoke. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And he also mentioned that, um, th- do you remember that show American horror story? Yeah. They had, uh, they had like a Roanoke one. I'm not, I don't think that that was based in Roanoke, Virginia, but it very well may have been. I'm not too sure. I think by that season I was checked out, but I, I think it like like it had to do with the actual Roanoke. So I don't know. We'll, we'll look into it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But okay. So had just just had to get that out of the way. But uh, going back to I, I, I keep jumping around. So forgive me. But you guys have a show coming up with Madball. Yeah, in uh, I think September twenty eighth, in uh, in Brooklyn, we're playing with Madball, Promax, Combust, and Hangman. Yeah, I, that's a sick lineup. Yeah, that's cool. I'm excited to play. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, because the new Hangman is sick. Combust is sick. But um, do you prefer this Chromags over the other version? Uh, yeah, uh, I think, I definitely think I prefer, uh, you know, John Joseph and Mackie, I guess, whatever, JM. I definitely think that's my preferred Chromax. I mean, I think, I think the whole situation is stupid and it's, uh, it gets annoying hearing both sides just talk about the same shit over and over, which I mean, you know, whatever. 
but in my opinion, I don't. In my opinion, John Joseph is a big reason that I like the quarterback. I just like his energy. I think he's a great front man, and without him, it's just not the same, in my opinion. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I'll uh, take that version of Cromags versus the other. Yeah, I mean, no diss to Harley. But, uh, I don't know. He's a he's a character. You know? I don't know. Yeah. So, sometimes I I wish like bands can keep it together because I I just hate when there um there's like public feuds you know because obviously like it's normal to get into to things but i like it better when they hand handle it like behind closed doors because sometimes like you don't like have to involve the public not everybody needs to know oh yeah i mean literally just about everybody who cares about chromax knows both sides of the story probably just like the back of their hands. You know, who knows which side is telling the truth, but as far as sonically goes, I don't really need, uh, I don't really need Harley's output. I don't really care. I think it'd be cool to see him at least once, but yeah, I don't know. I'll take, I'll take Cro-Max Yeah. Well, it's the end of August, which is crazy. I feel like like I'm so happy that we're so close to the end of summer because I am not a fan of the heat. I wish it was cold and I'm really looking forward to that. But we have some like pretty cool announcements like for festivals coming up, which I'm like really looking forward to. Like LDB is going to announce like in about a month, um, AHC is going to be announced and it, it's cool that that stuff is finally here because that means it's, we're rounding out to the end of the year, uh, new season. It's just going to be better weather. And I'm just really looking forward to all that. Like summer was fun, went by really fast, but I'm just ready for it to be over. Yeah. I, I like summer's fine. But I don't, I hate hot weather. And I mean, I don't know. It's not, it's a little, I think cold here is different than cold there. So it's definitely, when it gets cold here, it, it's painful and it like sucks. But I don't know. I'll take being cold over the heat any day. And then, yeah, I'm excited for, uh, I'm excited for the LDB announcement. I would actually like to go this year. So definitely looking forward to that one. Have you ever been? I have not gone. No, I was supposed to go last year, but I don't know. I just ended up not going. How far of a travel is that for you from Richmond? I don't know, maybe, I don't know, like, an exact amount, but off the top of my head, I would probably say, like, six to seven hours, maybe. Okay, is that, like, drivable for you, or, or would you, like, prefer to fly? It's, I mean, if it's that far, I mean, I 
That's fine. That's just wake up early and leave. Make a trip out of it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually making like a real effort to go. Uh, well, next year, that's when it's taking place. But like, I used to be in this group chat and had hardcore kids like from like all over the U.S. in it, and one of my friends that's in the group chat and she lives she lives like somewhere in Ohio I, I can't remember but we were talking and she goes like she's been to every um LDB and uh I hit her up because I knew she was going to be there so I was like hey I need you to include me in your plans because like I really want to make a real effort to go out this year and I don't want to have any excuses on not to go so if you include me in your plans I'll have no excuse and I'll have to go. So she, she was down, like she's super friendly. And um, so I'm in talks like, you know, to make plans with her and her friends. So I'm like 99% sure I'm going to fly out and make the trip. Cause I've, I've never been, I, I've never been to that part of the U S. It's cool. It's a cool little city. It's crazy that such a big hardcore fest is there, but it's awesome. I love that it's there, and I love that so many people come out to it. I love that they can keep doing it every year. It's awesome. I would like to go. I mean, it's a little easier for me to go than it is for you, but yeah, that's sick. I think you should go. and Don't bail. Don't make any excuses. Just do it. Uh, I'm sorry. You. It sounds like you're talking away from your mic. So I, I didn't really catch that last part. I said, just don't make any excuses. Don't bail. I know. All right. And the pressure's on. I got to fly out. And it's uh, like, luckily, I will have the, the time off available. So yeah, I'm. I'll, I'll be there. Sick. Have you seen, uh, like, so th this guy's name is Steven. Um, he's from out here in Southern California. He went to LDB last year and, like, filmed every band. Uh, I'm not sure if you're able to catch any of those sets on YouTube. Is that, uh, is that the 197 Media? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen, like, a bunch of the videos. Dude, I know, yeah, it, it looks so sick. Like, um, I'm really into that band Karma. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. It's not like typically stuff that I would be into, but yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, I like I've watched that live set probably like ten times. Yeah, it uh it popped off for them for sure. Yeah, it was definitely like from those videos, I was like, man, looks really fun. Um, but just like the one thing that I'm curious about is that like the the pit quote unquote was like so open and there was like people like so far away watching from like the weirdest angles like I was wondering I'm like why are these people like watching from so far away like I don't know maybe it's just me like when I'm at a hardcore show like I want to be like you know there to like experience it not like watching from like you know the back right corner of the skate park yeah I understand it's, it was like definitely a big, from the video at least, you know, it looks like a really big space, but uh, at the same time, like, 
That's sick to have a big hardcore fest at a skate park. Because, I mean, I like skateboarding, so that's cool. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, the spot on, like, Google, and it says, like, that skate park's open 24-7. That's insane. Yeah, like, I'm not a skater, so, like, I wouldn't go skate there, but I, th- I think it's cool to have a place like that, to have a place open 24 hours to be able to go do that because like out here like uh, there's skate parks around town but they close at like 10 because it's like you know ran by the city yeah uh there's like one skate park there's one proper skate park in like i guess the city of richmond okay and it's not really for me i think it kind of sucks honestly and uh there's like a few in like surrounding counties that also kind of suck so not really too many good skate parks in Richmond, in my opinion, at least. So where do you go skate? I just, that's the problem. I just don't even really skate that much anymore. I skated a few times this past week and thought my legs were going to fall off. Dude, you just got to go hit the streets. <clears throat> I'm, I try. I'm just too lazy. and I only have like a handful of people that I skate with and Sometimes we're just on different schedules. The only times that we can get together are like late at night and stuff. So we got to just typically we'll just go to like a lit up area and set some shit up. That's awesome. I I tried skating when I was younger, but I just wasn't. I, I didn't like try too hard, but it was just something that I didn't think was for me. Like, I, I think the culture school, like I, I love watching skate videos because it's just insane to me that they're able to do those tricks with like a piece of wood oh yeah for sure it's crazy i i'd still being into it as long as i have been like seeing like the progression of skateboarding and how crazy it is now it's it's still mind-blowing do you have like a favorite skater um right now i don't know i think uh I liked Elijah Burrow a lot. Uh, I think Jamie Foy is undeniably just an incredible skateboarder. It's insane things that he does. Uh, Pretty much anybody on the hockey or the FA team, they're all sick. There's just too many. Was there like a skate park venue out in your area? Not in, not in Richmond that I can remember. There was a couple. There was a spot in Newport News, Virginia, for a while called Bico's, and then Virginia Beach used to have a spot called Skate High. Because I remember the the way I found out about Turnstile, I saw this live video of them, and they were like playing inside like a skate park. Yeah, that was uh that was I know a video you're talking about. It was Virginia Beach. It, it, that was at Skate High. Okay, is that place still around? No, it's not. I think it's either like a restaurant or I don't know. It's it's not a skate park anymore. That's all I know. Damn, that's such a bummer. Cause like I I saw like a couple bands that played at that place like on YouTube. Yeah, there's like there's like a couple pretty popular videos from. That specific venue, I know that turnstile video is pretty big. 
uh, there's a title fight video that's really popular from there. Right, do, you think, video. do you think those videos are still up? Yeah, probably. Okay. Had to look at it later. Because I, I remember, and it was so long ago, because it was like, I think like 2000 eight or 2007 i can't even like remember but I, I just like would watch those videos on youtube and just think about how cool it would be to see them live yeah yeah and fast forward to 2019 and they're like one of like the biggest bands like in our genre that band being a big as they are is crazy good for them though it's like yeah, I'm I I'll never forget the first time I ever saw them. I, I felt like so stupid because um, the first time I saw them, they played at this place in Pomona called Aladdin Jr. And yeah, I, I remember like I showed up and, and the place was packed, which isn't like, you know, it's like normal for, for like that venue, you know, like a, a cool hardcore show kids like show up. So I was like, all right, this is cool. Like it should be like a good turnout. And like at the time I just I just assumed that like not a lot of people were into them because they were so new and they hit the stage and literally everybody in that place like was singing along and I remember like thinking in my mind I'm like this is crazy I was like I can't remember like the last time a band had the entire room like participating to their like music and like after that I was like okay this band's gonna like blow up like it's just like it, it's gonna happen yeah uh for sure there I remember I remember listening to the there was like they did three songs and they it was like a demo and they had it on myspace and then they put out Pressure to Succeed, which had those three songs plus like a couple more. And yeah, I mean, to this day, Pressure to Succeed is probably one of my favorite records. That's, that's I don't know. To me, it's just incredible. Yeah. And Turnstile is like probably. I can't remember the last time I went out of my way to catch a band at every like Southern California date. Like when they're touring on nonstop feeling like me and my buddies, we went and saw them at the chain reaction. Then they played Los Globos in LA and then they played uh, like a secret. It wasn't really secret. Like they, they played like an, like an off day at like program and then they, they played San Diego and I can't remember the last time I actually went to like every date of a band that played in Southern California. Cause most of the time I'm like thankful that I can either, you know, have a show in orange County or have the option to go to LA or San Diego. But just at that point I was just like, I have to see this band as like much as I can. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand that. I don't, I think the last time that I saw them in Richmond was they played the warehouse a few years ago. Maybe they've played here since then, but I don't, to my knowledge, they haven't, but they played, uh, they played the warehouse and that was insane. Even then that was before the new record came out, I think. And that place was just packed. It was so hot. In there. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I don't They're just one of those bands. I don't know. They're just one of those bands that, and the special skyrocketed from the start. Yeah, they're a special band. Yeah, it's just, and and like 
we, we just have to like uh, like appreciate them now because like I, I never want to like look back and be like man I, I i wish i could have like saw that band like you know f- like a band from like uh, like current times i I'm, I'm happy that i was able to see them like from so many different stages in their career So, yeah, just super cool. And how do we even get to the topic of Hearn Cell? I'm trying to think. I'm, like, backtracking. I don't know. I'm, I'm lost. But skate sh- parks and YouTube. Oh, yeah. Skate parks and YouTube. Are, do you ever watch, like, YouTube on, on your phone? Like, do you follow any, like, YouTubers? Uh, no, I don't really watch it on my phone too much. I'm like too scared to think just for like my TV because I'm logging on there. But, uh, most of the stuff that I watch on YouTube is like rock climbing related. Okay, um, I was actually uh, recommended a documentary um, about rock climbing yesterday. I was uh, I was in Disneyland hanging out at the Magic Shop, and one of our um, friends came in, and I had no idea she was into rock climbing, but she just mentioned that she likes to. Um, I, I forget like the term she used. It was like uh, it's like treetop. That wasn't treetop. I don't know. It was, she liked to use like cables and stuff. I forgot the term she used, but, um, it was, uh, I've got, I've, and I'm drawing such a blank right now. And I had it on, on the tip of my tongue. It was like some big wall. What was the wall that, um, Alex Honnold, uh, climbed in his like free solo d- documentary? It was, uh, the route. I think I know what you're talking about. The route that he did was called free rider. Okay. Yeah, are you thinking of the Dawn wall? Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's the one she, she recommended to me. Yeah, the Dawn Wall is really cool. It's about uh, it's about this guy Tommy Caldwell and this other guy Kevin Jorgensen who essentially did like the hardest big wall climb in the world. And yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's on. It's on Netflix. So you should definitely watch it if you have Netflix. Yeah, for sure. I love Netflix. I definitely want to check that out because uh, she she told me that the, one of the guys actually came out in free solo. So I was like tripping out about that because I had no idea. Yeah, Don, the Don Wall is awesome. I saw that in theaters. Oh, really? Hell yeah. That's so sick. And so when you say you watch the like rock climbing stuff on YouTube, are you like looking at spots you want to hit or are you like just like trying to like brush up on like technique? Not even really that I like most of the stuff that I end up watching. I'll like watch a couple like the people like channels that I watch, like they're definitely people who climb outside. But a lot of the stuff that I watch on YouTube, at least is just like indoor bouldering and, bouldering competitions and stuff like that okay i was recently in uh san diego for, for like that uh the backtrack show and there's this uh brewery that my friends and i like to go to just because they have like really good food and and next door to the brewery is like a bouldering place and they have like a pretty cool setup like um if you're like walking past it on the sidewalk like they have like this giant like open like wall so you can see into the place and i was trying so hard to convince my friends to go in there with me to try it out but 
they didn't want to do it because they're they're like um like heavier set dudes and they didn't think that they would fare well like trying to like boulder and i was like dude come on i'm like let's just go try it like we don't have not we're not going to be pros at it we can just go you know see what we can do but they don't want to go check it out and it kind of bummed me out dude you just gotta you gotta go one day just find find somebody who's willing to go with you or if you know anybody who does it go with them and give it a shot it's fun something i mean maybe you'll catch the bug for it and it'll just be something you like to do yeah, I was um, yesterday when I was talking to that girl, she actually recommended like a, a cool bouldering place that's like in town that I had no idea existed. Go to it. It's bouldering's fun. It's cool. You'll get makes you feel strong. That's for sure. Yeah. I just um, I'm getting closer because, you know, um, so, you know, I'm like asking all my friends to go with me. But now that I know that a place exists locally, it's one step closer. Now I just need to like get some shoes that are like appropriate for it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely start out with, if you end up buying your own shoes, for the sake of getting like aggressive shoes right off the bat, because that's going to tear your feet up. Like I was uh, t- talking to my friend and she said like the shoes that she wears, like kind of like force her toes to go into like a point. Yeah. They're uh they make shoes with like where the toe box is like kind of narrow and then they like downturn a little bit. I don't know. You just, it can be a little uncomfortable in your feet for sure. Yeah. She like described it as wearing like ballet shoes. Oh yeah. And don't let, one thing is don't let anybody tell you if you get in, if, if you do happen to get into rock climbing and you buy shoes, anybody who tells you that you need to, size down like your shoe size like three sizes and that it's supposed to hurt your feet and this and that they're crazy and don't listen to them that's just that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life okay so i I should wear my proper shoe size uh proper shoe size or like maybe like a half size down it just depends on the brand too like the like the shoes that i'm wearing now I, I'm wearing my like actual street size shoe that I would wear. And then there are other pairs of shoes that I can like comfortably like size down, like a size to a size and a half. And just because like, I don't know, they just were comfortable on my feet. They were tight, but they like didn't hurt. It just depends on the brand you get as well. And do you happen to know the, like the model of shoe you have so I can look it up? Yeah, I the shoes that I'm using right now are called the Evolve Oracles. Evolve Oracle. Okay, let me look this up because I'm like looking at like random shoes right now, and I see um, Evolve like Agro. Yeah, those are like aggressive shoes. Those okay. are like for like more performance. Okay. Yeah, these things look like weird because they're like they're shaped like a like a bird's beak. Yeah. Okay, and uh, this like I don't know anything about this, so I'm just like you know asking you the basic questions. Like, are, are you supposed to wear socks with these, or are you supposed to just go barefoot? Uh, it's just I guess it's just like preference for some people. I don't. I don't wear socks when I climb because I just feel like I can feel everything. 
mm-hmm. way better without Fox on. But uh, I don't know. Socks will definitely keep your shoes from smelling bad, but that just comes along with it, you know? Yeah. Like, how do you uh, take care of them for them not to smell? Do you have, like, a spray or? I just, I have this, like, powder that I've been using that actually doesn't, I don't know what's in it or how it works, but it does a pretty good job at, like, keeping keeping them from smelling. And then, like, another thing, I'm pretty bad at it. Like if I'm at the gym or something, I have like a terrible habit of just leaving my shoes on the whole time instead of like taking them off and like letting my feet breathe and stuff like that. Like taking your shoes off in between like climbs and stuff when you're not climbing definitely helps. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I got, I'm still like looking into it and I'm slowly building to actually getting out to a spot. Yeah. I mean, even if you just go for a little bit, they have rental shoes that you could use for like the time being, unless you're like deathly scared of germs or something and you're not into that. Yeah. And like, uh, I, I, I always think back to this time when I was like a teenager and like thinking about like being gross out and stuff. My buddy, Eli, he went on some like, uh, like missionary trip and, we were uh, talking about like taking like, you know, like a dump at like a public place. And like, what do you do if they have like no seat covers? And I was thinking back to this time where he mentioned, he was like, dude, I took a dump in like a third world country. He's like, and I survived. So it's fine. Like that stuff doesn't like gross me out. And so whenever I'm like out in like the public, like I don't really get grossed out about things like that. I just make sure to clean myself and I figure I'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. Well, there. I mean, there you go. If you're not scared of germs, then use the rental shoes. And if you're into it, buy your own shoes. Okay, maybe that's the move. And typically, and like, obviously, prices are gonna be different everywhere. Like, how much do you pay like per session at the bouldering spot, or do you have like a membership? I have a I have a membership for the gym that I go to. Okay. And is that just like straight just bouldering? There's no other like things going on in there? No, I, there's a, like we have a, it mine's just like a full gym. Like we have a really good bouldering section. Mm-hmm. And then there's like top rope and lead walls and stuff like that. And lucky from like, there's a, the gym that I go to, there's actually two of them. So there's one in Richmond. And then there's the first gym that they opened like years and years ago over in this place called Midlothian, Virginia. So, I mean, I can go to either, either gym, you know? Yeah. Your like paths works at both. Yeah. Hey, it's awesome. Hell yeah. Well, it definitely does pique my interest. So got to just go out there. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. Well, feel like this might be a good place to wrap things up. Yeah, man. Dude, we finished another episode. Another episode. First guest back on. Yeah. And like, I have like this vision because I have like this, uh, fear of running out of guests because I always like stress myself out. So I'll book the, 
like you know the upcoming month in advance so like right now if like we're, we're looking at the current calendar like i have uh you know podcasts obviously we're doing one right now i have one next week and then i have all of september booked and and i'll start to like think about october but that just seems so far away so i'm like itching for it to be september so i can actually start asking people to come on for october and i'll always hit this point where i'm like man i don't know who to have on and i like start to like stress out but then i just have to like settle and then realize like there's plenty of people to have on and then um i can also ask people that I've had on to come back on, um, just like we did today and, uh, turned out great. You know, we're able just to like talk about the, your band and just a bunch of other random stuff. So, um, the fact that we were able to do this successfully gives me like way more confidence in keeping this going. Yeah. I mean, at least you're like proactive about it. It's cool that you're not scrambling around like week to week trying to figure out what to do. It's cool that you're scheduling stuff like in advance, trying to keep yourself busy. And that's, I mean, that's awesome. And then, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, in my opinion, there's like, cause there's a couple podcasts that I listen to and they like the host, there's like lots of back and forth and they're like, I don't know, just complaining about not being able to find guests and stuff like that. And it's just like, I mean, if you have like, if you have a host or you have just a repeat guest on, like, I mean, that's cool. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's somebody to bounce conversation off with. You know, people are interested in listening to what people have to say, whether they've heard it or not before, you know? That's yeah. how I see it. At least I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'd rather, depending on like who the podcast I'm listening to is, like if you can successfully do a podcast just by yourself, be able to carry that on by yourself, then that's sick. But if you've got friends who are willing to come on and help you and do episodes when you don't got you know shit lined up, then that's cool too. People just want to. People just want to hear people talk. Yeah, and I like to think that the the strength of this podcast is like you know, like based off the guests because uh, I've been able to build like a pretty cool list of people that have been on, and a lot of people that have been on have helped me, like put me in contact with uh, people that I wanted to have on, or even just like suggested people that I didn't even know existed. So. I really appreciate the people that come on and are willing to help out on the back end. And I appreciate all the listeners. Um, there's, you know, people who listen to the podcast who even reached out to me and have turned into guests. So, um, I, I think that's awesome. And this like whole thing is like, and I've been doing this like, you know, technically for like going on two years now, but like, it's still new to me. There's like so many like situations that I've, um, that I'm in that are still new. So like, I'm always wanting to learn and willing, uh, to listen and just want to grow this thing. And I, I just, um, am, I'm happy that it's like, you know, able to, uh, continue. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like, uh, I mean, I think I said it the first time I was on I mean, it's just cool that you're doing it in general. Podcasts are, podcasts are awesome. And it's awesome that it seems like 
even since the last time, like, you know, you're consistent with it. You're putting out stuff like every single week. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I've talked to you before, like, you know, through text and like off, off air or whatever, you know, like I listen to the podcast whenever you put an episode up. So yeah, I mean, it's cool that you're just continuing to do it. Well, I thank you. Um, you know, so kind to listen and people don't understand when you or not just you, like when anybody tells me that, that they listen, like it definitely means a lot to me because I put work into this. Like people give me their time and sit down with me and talk. So it, it it's greatly appreciated. And I, I you know, I, I can't thank you can't thank any of the other listeners enough for, you know, taking the time out of their busy day to listen to the podcast. Yeah, for sure, man. It's awesome. All right. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on and we'll definitely do it again in the future. So I, I just want to say thank you and uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Yeah, man. I hope so. All right. Well, there you guys have it. It's been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top. <laughs>